Hi, this is Ronnie Ann Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. To learn more about intuitive coaching with me or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoy the show, please rate it or write a review and subscribe and share it with a friend. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. Hi, this is Ronnie. And if you want to celebrate the full moon with me and get a personal reading in the group setting, please join me in the Full Moon Messages program. Every month, we'll gather for an hour by Zoom to connect with the moon and the goddess energy. I'll conduct a group clearing, which is so important on a regular basis to eliminate any of those energies that'll drag you down. Plus, I'll answer your questions about love, life, or business using my intuition and connecting with your spirit guides and mine, angels, sometimes ancestors, and more. For 2023, we have May 8th, June 5th, July 3rd, August 2nd, and more. Register and learn more at intuitiveedge.biz slash messages. And full moon messages is all one word. You can join for one month or join for all of them. There's a really good deal for the rest of the year. Hope to see you there. In this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, I'm speaking with J.J. DiGeronimo, award-winning author and former tech industry leader, empowers women with tried and tested strategies, mindfulness, and energetic practices to increase their impact and influence. Her work has been featured in Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, and Thrive Global. Through her three books, keynotes, and popular podcasts, Career Strategies for Women That Work, JJ shares proven key findings that help women gain more seats at more tables. Discover her work at jjdgeronimo.com, and it'll be in the show notes or inside her community, Together We Seek Online. Welcome, JJ. Oh, thanks, Ronnie. It's so great to be here with you. How did you get from tech industry leader to coaching women on getting a seat at the table? Well, it definitely wasn't my plan, which I always think is fun. I think it was just out of my own desperation to figure out how to move through my life. You know, for women, there's so much thrown at us, marketed to us and promised to us that if we just keep going, it'll all come together. And I think in my own pursuit of having it all and being impactful and becoming a leader, it all fell apart. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like, you know, I definitely needed the cliff notes and, you know, I didn't have my kids until my thirties. And at that point my career was rolling, but it was quite an adventure. And at times I really lost myself in my own yeses that I started to pull women together to just figure out how the heck to keep things going in the right direction. And out of my own desire to figure that out, I felt the need to capture that, write it down and share it with more women. I want to know your biggest secret. What's that one biggest secret? I'm, yeah, I'm sure we'll get to more of them, but that one like juicy one where you're like, oh, wow. This probably came to me in the last few years. I've just hit 50 and I've been working so hard for so long, both in my house and outside my house. And I feel like my biggest secret is the work starts within. I can certainly attest to that. 
Yeah. I mean, society makes you feel like you have to stretch outside yourself to get there, wherever the heck there is. I'm still trying to figure that out, but it's not until you've been stretching and pushing and striving that you realize like the carrot just keeps moving. And until you stop and say, wait a minute, this is not a recipe for success. This is not making me feel good. Where the hell is my joy? You start to say, you know what? I, I need to like regroup. I need to realign. I need to figure out one, who I am, what I stand for and what makes me happy. And all of that really starts within. Maybe that's a big part of why everyone's quitting, quiet quitting or just quitting, quitting and, you know, trying to do the gig economy and piece a, piece together a income plan. And the typical pathway has become intolerable for a larger percentage of people. And I think that's on purpose. I think COVID was on purpose. I think things that are happening to women are on purpose because the earth is shifting. The energy of the earth is shifting after hundreds of thousands and thousands of years. You know, we're really starting to move more towards the feminine. And to do that, we have to shake things up. And so it's not surprising to me that we've had so many disruptions that are causing people to pause and think like, is this working for me? Do I believe in that? Do I want to vote for that? Is this what I stand for? I have to say, I did this back in the 90s. I quit my corporate job and it was really weird because people were very concerned about me and they were like, oh, I was working at uh, General Foods, which is now called Kraft Foods, but I worked like in the coffee division and then the vegetable division. But anyway, that was Maxwell House Coffee. So that's a big brand. So people were telling me, oh, there's a job at Nestle. Oh, there's a job at blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I didn't want another one of those jobs. And I'd say, okay, thanks. And they're like, well, are you going to follow up on that? No. <laughs> and they looked at me like, you're nuts, lady. You know, and I, I thought, I, I know you don't get me. There's got to be another way. So there was for me and there is for probably almost anybody who's willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. the work for a paycheck, the inner work too, right? Oh, yeah. And for me, I can't, I haven't been able to do the work alone. I mean, uh, I started going to Lilydale when I was 12. Lilydale? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I've been to Lilydale twice. Hmm. I grew up just about 40 minutes from Lilydale and my mom started taking me out of her own searching at 12. And I'd gone several times before I left college, but I would say that I really turned back to those energy practices and practitioners and modalities because I was thinking like, okay, how can I get to the nut of who I am? And for me, I started visiting energy practitioners and I've been doing different modalities such as human design and Enneagrams and birth charts, anything I've gene keys, anything I can get my hands on to just better understand who I am and why I'm on this planet right now. You know, it's so funny. When I went to Lilydale, I remember they had the healing temple and there was all these little piano benches all in a row. And you would sit on them and then the healers would come over and work on you. And it was so fabulous. And there was message service. So we should tell people Lilydale is a spiritualist community. They're in what part right. of that? It's right outside Buffalo at 40 minutes near uh, Dunkirk, Jamestown area. The last time I was there, it was the 80s. But anyway, it was just amazing because there were all these teeny weeny gingerbread houses it was like a movie set more than anything. 
And yeah, and Lisa Ling has done a series on it. So you can check it out on one of her series. She's done a series for um, on Lilydale because it really, people come from all over the world to visit Lilydale. I know, I saw something on TV about it. I was pretty surprised. And here's what I learned at Lilydale. If you're gonna play Trivial Pursuit with Psychics, don't read the answer. Oh my God. Every time I read the answer, they got it. I'm like, I got to stop doing that. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? So we're all playing Trivial Pursuit. And on each card, there's the question. And on the back of the card is the answer. So if I just asked the question, then they were on their own to know the answer. But if I asked the question and I flipped the card over and read the answer to myself, my competitors always got the answer because they're psychic. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> It was unbelievable. I'm not kidding you. I am not. Oh, so you you physically played the game in Lilydale and you gave yeah. the answers to the psychic because you read them in advance. Only in my head. They got it out of my head. It was just like, oh my gosh. Or the other thing could even be better. Just don't play Trivial Pursuit with psychics, right? Well, that's a great testimonial for the community is that it really is a community of mediums and psychics and people that tap into more knowing than most people. And it really is such a beautiful place to visit if you're looking just to get a little more insight. There's just so much going on there. It's a world within a world. And they have a lot of classes and stuff too that they teach now. So it's pretty amazing. I got very off track because I got so excited about Lilydale. Because that was at the beginning of my adventure, my path as well. When I started going there, I wasn't really open yet. I wasn't doing all the things that I do now. So, all right. You had your corporate job. You were tech industry leader. And then you had to figure your life out. And now you're helping women. And the best nugget is... You got to do the inner work. Okay. What kind of energy things are we going to do to stand out and have impact and have influence? I mean, is this like the Wonder Woman stance where you stand with your legs apart and you put your hands on your hips and stuff? Or what are you talking about? Well, you could surely do that for sure. But I think there's a lot of practices, ancient practices that are available to us that organizations in society have told us not to do and not to visit. But in reality, I think a lot of these practices are tools for the feminine to tap into the wisdom they have, the wisdom to connecting to the earth, the wisdom of connecting to the energy that is within all of us. And I think for many of us, we have lost that. And I do a lot of events with women. I do a lot of speaking and I get a bird's eye view of looking into a crowd of women. And often I see women sitting sort of outside their bodies. And I think these energy practices for a lot of women are the tools that can really help us reconnect to who we are and why we're here. And I feel really strongly about connecting women with trusted practices and modalities by other women so that we can help each other really get into our flow. So what's something that helps you connect with the earth that you share with people? Oh my goodness. So one, I'm a huge avid reader. So I have a ton of books I read and I have a ton of practitioners I've met with. And so I started the community together. We seeked out online to create a safe place to share all these. Cause I used to be sending emails to people or screenshots. And I'm like, you know what? I need to connect this practitioner. Like just this week, I connected a practitioner, Kathy, that does, was in tech, went into psychology basically had an awakening and now does spiritual guidance through her consulting or coaching practices. 
And I've connected her to five different women that really just need some centering and some letting go of some negative energy and really helping them sort of get ready for their next level of work here on the planet. I connected, my other friend does human design and gene keys, and I've connected Beckett to several other people that just need to know how they show up in the world. Are they generators? Are they reflectors? You know, are they manigens? And I think for many women, it's just an additional level of insight, but you want to go to trusted resources so that you can know that you're going into something that's going to be healthy and that's going to be an experience that you can grow with. So what's an ancient practice though? That's where you piqued my interest. Oh, well, these practices have been carried on from generation to generation. I mean, I interviewed this amazing woman that does a lot of insight through the deck of cards, which the deck of cards are thousands of years old. And oh, she cardology. Yeah. So I've done that. I've done, I've worked with women that do astrocartography. I've done worked with women that do ancient drumming and people that do jaguar sacral dancing. And there's all of these modalities that have come through the years of passing them on. And so many people that I talk to, you know, learn from their grandmothers or their grandfathers or their aunts. And now they're using these tools to enlighten and engage other people. All right. Now I'm going to be, what do they call that advocate? Where the devil's yes. advocate. Bring it on. <laughs> because I've been at this for over 30 years. And I can say that Sometimes you can read a lot and you can do everybody's practice and you don't get anywhere. Mm, I've not been there. So I can understand what you're saying. Right. But yeah. doing more isn't necessarily good. You know, this isn't a race to collect as many techniques as possible. So it's great that you have lots of things to choose from. But I think it's important that people choose and then practice with something for a while. Because when you just skip 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 along and you then you're never really getting rooted into any of the practices and you're going to stay at the surface level of what's available from them so your inner growth and work will not be creating that depth of foundation you need to really make sure you do become an impactful and influential person so I hear you and I agree with you. In fact, my book Seeking, which is the book that I just released, it's a 12-year journey that I've been on, that I visited different energy practitioners, but the majority of the time I've been going inward. And I have about 250 questions in the book that I've prompted myself to work through. Like I have big sections in the book on your relationship with money, your relationship with your mother. When is your confidence walked out the back door? To your point, you know, the work is within and everything that I mentioned is sort of a menu of things you could use, but the real work is getting inside and understanding your stories, where they stemmed from. Do you still need to hold on to them? Are they things that are hurting you, harming you or helping you? And I think for many of us having that quiet time with ourselves to really get to know our stories and our emotions are really the tools that can, or are really the moments that can determine what tools you might need or people you might work with to help you release things that are ready to go and harness things that you want to hold on to. You know, that's good. I think spending time with yourself, getting in touch with what matters to you, what's been in the way that you can let go of, you know, that's very important. 
There's no question about it. And without that, that is the inner work. And without being able to look within, you you probably won't get as far as you could. So that certainly makes a lot of sense. But in a way, what kind of guidance can you give to people? Are you saying, uh, you know, about selecting a path or choosing which thing to work with? Because you're right. I mean, it's an endless sea of spiritual buffet. You know what I mean? Like, and there are way more things now than there were when I began. So you could get, you could be just junky and trying lots and lots of things. And all that, every time you get a new thing, it's so, and listen, I'm not going to tell you I've never been guilty. Okay. Because, you know, I've tried lots of new things. My new thing is I, I read a ton. Angel Wealth Magic. So she uses angels, classical angels, and then she tells you how to do magic with them for wealth. It's like, I know, amen, right? Thanks, Corinne Grillo. But, you know, before that, I read a book about business and synchronicity. Before that, I discovered this woman who did business and kundalini yoga. I'm like, you can find anything out there right now because as I was you're trying to come up with something unique and I kept stumbling over, somebody's doing that, somebody's doing that. Somebody's, it's just like, it's endless. See, and some of it's very exciting, you know, depending on who you are, different things appeal. But then I find at some point I have to just stop, you know, have you gotten to that point where you just, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, I think the biggest gift I've given myself was to go to learn mindfulness for me. Like that was a game changer that happened in 2016. And I actually was at a point in my life where it just seemed like I had one tower card after another. Oh no. <laughs> and I, and I went and talked to somebody and she was like, listen, like you need, you need to go to mindfulness training. And I was like, um, this is serious. I need to talk about serious things here. Like, I don't want to talk about this goofy mindfulness thing. And she's like, well, I met with her a couple of times and she's like, listen, don't come back until you go to mindfulness training, because there's nothing I can do for you until you get a handle on your self-talk. And for me, you know, I went there already to like take notes and learn and all that. And my mindfulness teacher was like, um, you can leave your notebook in the car and don't bring coffee, like just come by yourself. And I feel like at that time in my life, all of those things that were falling apart around me was forcing me to just be in my own space. And I was lucky enough to have a guide, which I feel like people come in your life and tell you things that kind of nudge you along nudged me into mindfulness. And I feel like the underpinning of everything I do now starts within. And the only way I even know what's happening inside me is I was went to an eight week mindfulness class by John Kabat-Zinn. And I learned how to be in the present moment. Without that, none of this would be landing anywhere. To be in the present moment is kind of like if you're drawing a picture, right? If you're drawing a picture, you're in the moment of moving the colored pencil with your hand to create something. It's more focused maybe than if you're chatting with a girlfriend, you're not that same level of concentration. I don't know, because I feel like if you're drawing, you're thinking about what to draw, which is more like, okay, what should I put on this paper? I feel like the present moment, just like we're having right now, like I'm not planning my grocery list. I'm not thinking about something I need to do next. Like I am here with you and we are having this like solid exchange of energy. And I feel like I'm here with you and with myself. And I think giving yourself that 
freedom to be where you're at when you're there is one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself because that's where the magic happens. The magic happens when... So the magic happens in the moment. And if you're in your head planning what to do next or you're focusing on what already happened, you miss out in the present moment of the exchange. If everything else went to the, the side of the road and I was in the middle... All I would care about is that I know how to be in the present moment because being in the present moment gives you the gift of like life, like what is happening right now. And it allows you to just really be where you're at. And I think for most of us, that is the hardest thing to do because it gets you out of your head, which is constantly planning or reviewing (laughs) what already happened. And it can really just take away the goodness of the life you've created. What was one of your turning points that you knew, okay, now something new is happening? Well, for sure, that was a turning point for me. And I think there's so many, I have so many turning points because I feel like I'm constantly taking that shell off and taking that layer uh, off. But I think that there's a ton, like becoming a mom was a turning point for me. Losing a job was a turning point. Having a crack in my marriage was a turning point. Losing loved ones was a turning point. I feel like all of these life situations gives you an opportunity to reflect where you've been, but also be grateful for where you are. And I think so many of us are taught to live in the future, although many of us live in the past because we regret or we feel bad or we wish we would have done something, you know, or some of us live in the future like, oh, when this happens, I'll be happy or when this, this door opens or I get that promotion. And I feel like a lot of us sell ourselves short of the, gr- the gratitude or the glory that we have right here, right now. So do you have a gratitude practice? Is that part of what you do? Oh yeah. And it's not something I write down at the end of the day. It's something I, I do actively like goofy things. Like if I get a parking spot, if somebody pulled in front of me yesterday, you know, out of the blue. And I said, Oh, thank you. Because maybe you prevented me from something to happen in the future. You know, like I just try to have gratitude as I move through my day now, because I feel like life is happening for me instead of life was happening to me, which I felt like for years. Mm, That's a big shift in mindset. Yeah, it took a long time. A lot of books, like you said, one of my favorites, you know, is Jen Sincero's book, You're a Badass. She talks about that. She talks about, you know, just being grateful along with so many of the books I've read. But I think for many, many women that that mindfulness practice will give you the ability to be quiet, be in the moment, but also hear the story. If you decide like, oh, I think I'm going to start a business or I think I'm going to take a trip or I think I'm going to take a day off. Many of us have stories that kick off right away. Like you shouldn't do that. Who do you think you are? You don't deserve it. You need to get that project done. You don't have the money. Those stories, if you're not mindful, can very much impact your decisions. And so the benefit of being mindful is not only having, you know, gratitude for where you are, but having the ability to see the stories you're telling yourself on a regular basis that could be very much impacting your decisions and ultimately your life. Another word for those stories would be the inner critic. Sure. Right. Yeah. The monkey mind, inner critic, whatever. And you can call it whatever you want. And the, the hardest part is like hearing those because they're on autoplay. Yeah, noticing them separately from, or not taking them for granted as truth. That's the hardest thing is we hear them all the time, but to separate yourself from that voice, I read a great book way back in 1990 called Taming Your Gremlin. 
they adopted that into the coaching world. When I went to coaching school, I'm like, eh, I already know this book. It's about recognizing that your inner voice, gremlin, is not your authentic voice. And to learn how to pull that apart and how to get that gremlin part of you to be subdued, how to tell it to shut up or give it a separate name so you don't continue to think of that voice as yourself or send it on vacation or close it into a filing cabinet and lock it or, you know, all these things. They were all very empowering ways of recognizing and dealing with that inner voice so that it doesn't get in your way and wreck your dreams and tell you you can't do it or can't have it or whatever it is. I totally agree. And I think one of the things that came forward for me after I did mindfulness, after I was aware is I started to hear whispers much more frequently. So little ideas that would come from way down here that I would be like, I wonder why I'm thinking that. Or one of the things that I thought of around 2017 was, and I was doing these events and I see all these women sitting next to each other. And I'm like, you need to bring women together in nature. Like that kept coming to me, bring women together in nature. And I was like, ah, yeah, I I don't know how to do that. I don't know what you're talking about. No way. I I, know. So I sat on it for like two years and I finally called an energy practitioner that I had worked with back in like 14. Her name was Dora. And I said, Dora, I, I just need a schedule session with you. I'm having these ideas and I don't know where they're coming from. And I, I don't know what to do. And I feel like that's where energy practitioners sometimes can be helpful. Just one example is sometimes it's just someone to set a soundboard or to give you some insight. She also used a deck of cards and she gave me the most beautiful advice. I told her all my fears, like, what am I thinking? I could fail. I could waste a lot of money. Who do I think I am? And she said, JJ, build what you want to go to. I felt like it was the most amazing advice and I still use it today because I was thinking, well, what if people hate it? What if they don't want to come? Whatever. And she said, and if nobody shows up, you have a self-care day for yourself. Okay. And now in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have my seventh retreat for women in nature. Oh, what's it called? Together We Seek Retreats. There you go. That's simple. (laughs) Yes. And I started, you know, I started down the way I started like about five miles where I'm having it now. I did it in a small house. I hired an organic chef and I just built what I wanted to go to. And I've had a several of them there. And then the universe has granted me this amazing healing property to have retreats on now. And I don't, I don't even know how it happened, but I feel like I leaned into that whisper I got a little help coaching to kind of help me move through it. And I just did it step by step. And every step of the way, I feel like I've had additional help and things have unfolded. So I'm a big believer in moving the crap around to hear your whispers and then finding your tribe to help you lean into those whispers. Well, it's funny that you even say that because the whispers is your intuition. And that's, of course, what I help people with. I have women in business, women who have careers. Become more aware of your own inner wisdom. Tune into your own authentic truth and let that rise. Get familiar with it and get comfortable with it so that you can trust it more than anything. You know, I did a program recently about trust your gut, stop second guessing everything because that just wastes time, drains your energy. So yeah, whether, you know, you call it the whisper or the inner wisdom or the intuition, 
That's exactly what I work on with my clients because that is the core of finding your way. And when you don't pay attention, then there are consequences. And so I just relived going through one of those things myself in the last two weeks. I heard about something. I wanted the money. It sounded easy. A friend of mine told me about it. She was doing it. She loved it. I'm like, whoo. I got in, I got hired, and then I discovered they had no funding. Mm-hmm. I'm still not sure what's going on, but I said bye-bye. Good for you. Good for you. Boundaries are such a good thing. And like, when you feel it, do it. So like, don't sit there because you feel guilty or you're going to make them feel bad. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's no accident. Like people that are listening to this point, you know, you probably have a whisper that's been resonating for you. And I think getting in touch with you, Ronnie, and just spending time talking about it because you need to fuel that energy in a way with someone that can support you. And I feel like there's no accident if you're listening. There's no accident if you're here on the planet right now. You're here to do big things and you can't do them alone. The spiritual journey or the feminine journey is not a solo trip. And so finding women around you that can help support you and inspire you and illuminate what you know is true is so rewarding on so many levels. Fabulous. What a great way to wrap up. Is there anything, one last thing you want to say? I just feel so lucky that our past connected. And I feel like if one woman hears this and does something of it, like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Because each one of us, as we move through our journey and each one of us steps into our whispers, we illuminate the path for many. Oh, beautiful. That is so beautiful. And you have a free resource you're offering the listeners? Well, yeah. So for me, a lot of it started with mindfulness. And so the 10 reasons I think every woman should step into mindfulness is is available to you. There are 10 videos. I actually interviewed my mindfulness coach that will make you laugh because she talks about what a hard head I am and how long it took me. Oh, I love that. But she also shares really why it's important for women to really take on the practice and that's my mindfulness coach. Everybody everybody knows of mindfulness at some level, but having somebody to work with, asking around who other people are working with is just such a great gift. Or you can start with a free app. It doesn't matter how you start. You should just start practicing now because it takes some time. Yeah, that's a massive lesson. Just a pleasure having a conversation with you, JJ. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and knowledge with the listeners. Thank you, Ronnie. And thanks for your work. So important. Oh, you're so kind. Take care. Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Love and magic.